Welcome to Indigo Studio. I'm Hermine Hartman, and today Chicago's conversation is a serious one on COVID. For almost two years now, the world's been obsessed with the new disease, COVID-19. It's a virus, a pandemic that has affected the world and killed far too many people. Finally, there has been a vaccine to curtail the disease, and we're waiting for a pill for even better results. And today we're going to talk to medics with a common sense approach, an authentic approach, but a real conversation on COVID-19. So today we are talking to medics, we're talking to doctors, and we're going to get some real answers about COVID. So on television, we see the wonderful doctors, and they're giving us wonderful stats and forecasting and so on and so forth. But we've got some doctors today that are going to give us some answers to some questions. So meet Dr. Terry Mason, and Dr. Mason is a urologist by discipline. He's been the chief operating officer at Cook County Department of Public Health, and he also served as the commissioner of health for the city of Chicago and chief executive officer of Cook County Health and Hospital Systems. All that to say, he knows what he's talking about. And Dr. Damon Arnold, he has been a colonel. He's a medical dynamo. He's at Blue Cross and Blue Shield now working in special investigations and Medicare programs, and he has been the director of public health for the state of Illinois. And Dr. Saj Matassa is a joint spine specialist, board certified physical, medical, and rehab, and he's recognized for his expertise in interventional pain and has affiliations with the University of Chicago and Rush Medical Center. And last but not least, our lady is Dr. Maya Green. She's Regional Clinical Director and Chief Medical Officer at Howard Brown Health Center, South and West Side, and she provides clinical leadership and family medicine. Thank you so much for being with us. So as I said in the opening, we hear so much about COVID on TV, but we're hearing these stats. I want to get down to some real basics So, first of all, doctors, I have a burning question that needs answering. Are we near the end of COVID? Are we in the middle of COVID? Or do we know where we are? Terry, why don't you take that? Yeah, I would say, first of all, COVID is going to continue to evolve. So we don't know. I don't think it's near the end. I think we still got some time to go. Uh, Viruses are very smart creatures. Uh, They need to have humans to reproduce themselves so they can spread. And right now, for people who are not getting vaccinated, they're doing a good job of providing a wonderful place for these viruses to go and multiply. And then when they multiply, they come out in our, what we call secretions, your saliva, your when you sneeze, when you cough, you blow your nose, that's how it comes out. And that's why you wear the mask. That's why you wear the mask, to keep from breathing some of those things in. But we have to remember, that the virus by itself cannot survive. It needs a human. It has to have a place where it can reproduce itself because it doesn't have the machinery itself to do that. So it has it to needs us. It needs us attach. to do that. And okay. if we're not going to be vigilant and get vaccinated and do the things that we need to do, we are not going to get rid of this anytime soon. Right. My goodness. So, Dr. Arnold. Mm-hmm. We talked about the transmission of COVID. 
and we talked about why you get the vaccine. Is there a difference between the vaccine that you get at a hospital versus a vaccine that you get at Walgreens or CVS? No, there's no uh, difference between them. They're actually being manufactured now by companies under you know, governmental authority. Um, you know, we've already had some approved, you know, from the government. So uh, they have been certified, you know, to be given, administered to people. But there's one thing I always tell, you know, uh, students and people when I'm talking about this is remember, science never asks for you to believe in it, but it's incredibly unforgiving if you do not. So you can walk off the edge of a cliff and to not to decide not to believe in gravity. <laughs> but on the way down, you may become a believer. If you survive, you may convert. <laughs> but you're going down. Gravity has no concern about what your beliefs are. And so this vaccine is the same. It's the same whether you go to CVS, Walgreens, your private doctor, any of the, the vaccination sites, the mass vaccination sites, or the mobile vaccination sites. It's available to everyone. We should be getting it. Okay. Dr. Saj, so if you have been vaccinated and you still get COVID, how does that work? You've had the vaccine, but you still get COVID. How does that work? Well, the key thing to a vaccine, like, you know, we know since childhood that vaccinations are meant for two purposes. Number one, it's meant to the severity of a disease, right? Vaccines, all these viruses, they want to adapt. They want to adapt to whatever we got. They want to spread. So that's why we get these variants. They're different type of of altercations because the virus wants to live. The vaccinations we have is our number one weapon against this. Because, I mean, like, the, like all the doctors know here, that with the vaccination, you can still get the virus, but you're not going to have the severity of it, and it'll last much less time. So the time frame that is time to spread this gets cut short. Okay. So when people say that, you know, this vaccine causes viruses, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It does not cause viruses and not cause this because mm-hmm. we haven't had a live virus vaccine since, what's it, smallpox maybe? Right. Mm-hmm. It's been quite some time. So, Dr. Maya, so do you think we will have to get vaccinated for COVID annually? And how long does the vaccine last? Well, right now there are studies that are being done for each and every, like Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, to see how long the impact of the vaccine is lasting in our system. So studies are to come. They've been going on for a very long time, and there's a lot of people involved in the feedback. I would say right now there's boosters and additional doses out, but I want to call your attention to the flu shot that we get every year, the tetanus tetanus booster that we get every 10 years. We've done this before. So this is not new. So I'm so glad that we have so many study participants and the studies are being done to tell us when our immune system needs another booster, if we're going to have an annual and it will give us those answers. But I want to remind people that if we need it every year, we've done it before. And if we need boosters five years, 10 years, We've done it before. Okay, and that's why you get the flu shot every year. You get it, well, you get the flu shot every year because variants right. that were mentioned before come and we, they study the variants so they know what they need to put in the vaccine to prepare our bodies to fight against the virus. So we'll be right back. We are with doctors today, real doctors, and we're talking about COVID. Real questions. This is an authentic conversation, so don't go away. <laughs> To 
be positioned for the future, companies are ready to implement energy-efficient opportunities to improve workplace comfort. That's why businesses throughout Northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to find up to 35% in energy savings. Because at ComEd, we're not just powering for the now, we're powering your business for what's ahead. Here's to those who refuse to accept they're only human. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, proud server of the most advanced machine on earth. That's the sound of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy-efficient products so you can enjoy the experience of coming back to a home full of savings. For all the journeys ahead, go with a partner who's been there from the beginning. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities well into the future. Enroll at bcbsil.com. Okay, so we've got three vaccines. We've got Pfizer, we've got Moderna, we've got Johnson. Which one should I take? That's one question. My second question is, if I took Pfizer, can I take Moderna for a booster? If I took Johnson, so I'm, I'm asking, how do we mix and match, or should you be still until the booster comes forth for the vaccine that you originally took? Yeah. Dr. Arnold. Well, you know, the one that you should take is the one that's available, that's right in front of you, first of all. So if I took small. Moderna, I, should, I can take the Pfizer booster? Well, well the boosters, what they're doing right now, a lot of the studies that they're doing right now are showing that you can mix and match these vaccines. And they're showing that their efficacy is high. With the Johnson & Johnson, they're recommending uh, currently that Moderna or using the Pfizer, those are the ones that are recommended because of being a, a greater booster effect in the mm. people who have Johnson & Johnson. But though that data is just rolling out right now. They're probably going to have something coming out early November, probably by the 4th of November or thereabout, that will uh, sort of clarify everything. But the, what they're seeing right now from the evidence is that you can actually mix and match these, uh, you can. Match these uh, okay. vaccines. But me personally, you know, if you have the, uh, there's nothing wrong with going with the one you've already taken if you've already taken two doses. If you're starting, it doesn't make a difference because you, you need to take your series, whatever series you're going to So take. what about the Johnson? For Johnson, you only had to take one shot. So if right. you want to take a booster, do you take another Johnson or do you go to the booster category? Well, they're, they're, you know, they're recommending uh, that you initially would stay with the same one because the data hadn't come out yet. But now that they're following the data, they're saying a Moderna is showing to have a much stronger impact with people who had one shot with Johnson mm-hmm. & Johnson. All right. So when COVID first appeared, we saw it affecting older people mm-hmm. more than we did younger people. Mm-hmm. So as COVID has stayed with us, we've moved from older people to younger people. Now, how did that happen? What's the medics on that? So if you think about a virus or any organism, it's going to try to survive and it's going to adapt itself so that it can survive and be very efficient. So if you look at the first variant, the alpha variant of COVID-19, it came out, it did what it had to do, but 
as Dr. Mason has already talked about, every time we allow or participate, every time that virus gets into a human host and replicates itself, it tries to evolve. It tries to get better, faster, stronger, impact more people. So as we go along, we're starting to see gamma and delta impacting a greater variety greater age range in greater ways and more impactful and more severe because the virus is adapting. That's why it's so important to get vaccinated, wear your mask, like Dr. Mason was saying, because every day we we allow the virus to replicate, it gets stronger. So COVID has become political. Right. It's, it's a metal, it's a disease, it's medical, but the politicians have taken it and they have run with it. What would you do as policy for kids in school with COVID? Mandatory to take the shot, not mandatory to take the shot. And should it be a political decision? You know, we always have to follow the science. Right. We can do what we think we want to do, but in God we trust, all others must have data. <laughs> so we, we need to let the scientific community guide those recommendations not make political footballs out of these things, but also be there with the backbone that's necessary if the scientific recommendations are that certain groups need these vaccines, then they should get them. And there should be the political and the economic wherewithal to make that happen. Should it be mandatory? If it, if it looks as though that that's what the scientific community is recommending, absolutely. But the key message is this is that if you are fully vaccinated, you are protected against the variants. All of them. They're finding that there is broad immunity against all of these variants. We're going to respond as we always respond with what we need to get the answers we need to the questions that we have. And that's the way this is going. There's no magic wand. There's no magic guru anywhere. This is all going to take the time it takes for us to get the science right so we can get the solution right. right. And on that note, getting the science right, we got to get the commercial right. We'll be right back. <laughs> this is Indigo Studio. Don't go away. <laughs> To be positioned for the future, companies are ready to implement energy-efficient opportunities to improve workplace comfort. That's why businesses throughout Northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to find up to 35% in energy savings. Because at ComEd, we're not just powering for the now, we're powering your business for what's ahead. Technology is meant to make our lives better, especially when it makes them easier, happier, and healthier. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities. Enroll at bcbsil.com. That's the sound of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy-efficient products so you can enjoy the experience of coming back to a home full of savings.
From preventive cancer screenings and diabetes care to hypertension and behavioral health management, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities. Enroll at bcbsil.com. Welcome back. So we've got a, a pill on the line. Merck's got a new pill that's going to help COVID. Tell me about the Merck pill, how it works, and do you, what, do you, what do you expect of it? Any antiviral pill, it, uh, <laughs> it actually it stops the replication or it interferes with the replication of a virus. The virus, number one thing it wants to do is continue to live and spread. It's promising, that's but vaccination is still the number one way to go. So with those who are adamant, the police, maybe some teachers from being ordered to take the vaccine and others who are not taking the vaccine. Why are these people so adamant about no to the vaccine? Well, I I think, you know, I was talking to Terry about this earlier and and one of the big things that I show, this thing shows me is that our educational system has failed. More ways than what? Yeah. When I was a, a director for the Illinois Department of Public Health, I used to I had some people who were anti-vaxxers. And I had one uh, woman come up to me one time, and she had tears in her eyes, and she said, you know, I am so supportive of the vaccine because I was against it before until my child died mm. from measles. Mm-hmm. From measles? Me- from measles in this day and age. Something that's completely 100% preventable if you get this vaccine. Because she didn't take the because she didn't take measles vaccine? She didn't have a child take the vaccine. So I can't understand why... It's mandated if you're in a healthcare facility. And when I hear healthcare workers going against it, I, I, I have to, I'm sitting there going like, you need to have your license taken away. <laughs> Something needs to happen because every board that you took, every exam you took, you said that this was important for people to do. And now that you're in the position of saving people, helping people, you're actually causing more harm and you can actually spread this virus to your patients. What about traveling? If I want to travel outside mm-hmm. of the country, what's your advice on taking the vaccine here, taking the vaccine there, and then coming back and taking the vaccine? What do you do if I want to travel? I want to go to Paris. What do I do about the vaccine? Well, I think it's important to know that the vaccine is in full effect. Where I tell people you get your full superpowers from the vaccine two weeks after your completed dose, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm traveling, then I need to start looking at the date I want to travel, plan it out, whether I'm getting Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and I need to complete the series. If I'm getting a two-dose vaccine, I need to have both of the doses two weeks before. Before um, you travel. Before you travel. And then what about coming back? Well, you're going to follow the regulations of what you're going to do in that country, right? Mask wearing, going to places where, you know, where the virus isn't like as prevalent as guided by the country and then coming back mask wearing. Now, when you come back, it depends on where you live, right? Right now in the city of Chicago, if you come back from different places, there are different guidelines on how long you should quarantine, should you quarantine, should you not quarantine. And it's also nuances based on why you're traveling. If you're traveling for health work reasons, there's um, different levels. So you do have to check your country, state, local ordinances, and that helps us guide. And they're all guided by science. Going back to the science. This whole notion of choice. You know, there was a movie, and I never heard it put quite as well as they said in this movie. They said choice is an illusion. 
given by people with power to those mm. without. And so the, the, the real choice issue here is about power. And mm. the power is what people are reacting to. That's my the power mind. that we've given the politicians to make a medical decision. That's right. Mm-hmm. The power that we're, we, we are somehow helpless to make the right decisions for ourselves. Overseas, they may have a different vaccine that's, that's formulation. That's my point. So what do you, should so, you not travel? You, so no, you should talk to your provider, but you should probably be fully immunized before you before travel. You, that's right. Right. Mm-hmm. So you should be getting both doses here before you decide to go over. So let's talk about underlining conditions. So if you have diabetes, if you have heart ailments, if you have cancer, if you're pregnant, what about the vaccine? To take, not to take, hurry up and take, what do you do? The science says take. No matter what. If you're pregnant, the science says take. Okay. Matter, we got cancer. The science says yeah. take. Okay. You know, you do want to. And one of the things when we talk about people's hesitancy, it's important to have a health care provider you trust because we see a lot of stuff, the internet and kind of social media, people put all kinds of stuff. People that influence populations that may not be politicians are definitely not health care providers, you know, influencing people on whether or not to take it and ignoring the science, right? A lot so, of misinformation. Yes, misinformation. If you have COVID, let's say a person has had it, has survived it, and has gotten over it. Is it something that's still lingering in your body or do you get over it or does it come back? How, how, how does that work? Well, you know, the, the one thing about COVID, so the Delta variant has 1,000 times more viral particles produced than the Alpha variant. So in your stronger. Body. Multiple particles of this virus in your body. It affects the blood vessels. Mm-hmm. Right now, uh, the Mayo Clinic is showing that the heart, in particular, the myocardium, the, the muscle in the heart. So this is something that uh, affects the lungs. It's affecting the kidneys. So we know that it's progressing that. But it's also been associated with other things like Parkinson's disease, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. It's also been associated with strokes in people that normally would not have the risk factors for be developing a stroke, seizures. So it's affecting the nervous system. We know it affects the lungs. We know it affects the liver. So this is a multi-organ attack by this virus. Before we came today, uh, I was talking to Lake, my friend, and he was telling me, I was asking about his son. He's seven years old. They just closed the school. Okay, the whole school got closed. Two parents died. How did they die? The children brought the virus home. These are real things. This is not phony. This is not false. What scares me the most about this virus, doctors can say, take the shot, you can follow the science, you can do the read, but the politicians are making the decisions, Mm -hmm. and that is scary. Yes. That is scary. And and the thing is, is they're making a decision with no knowledge, without any kind of background and understanding of what the problem is that they're trying to talk about. Mm -hmm. And and, and once once you go into that thing where... You're going off with your total emotions and you're not thinking mm-hmm. and you're not rational. Or about you can't what you are. think about this as subject matter straight That's right. through yeah. and should be listening to somebody. Yeah, I was telling someone uh, the other day, the way that things started with vaccinations was actually in Africa. They used to do a mm-hmm. technique called variolation where they would stick someone with a piece of metal. So they would do it for uh, smallpox and they would do it for 
snake venom so that kids, when they were bitten, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't die from snake Mm -hmm. venom. So Onesimus came to Boston. He was a slave who was owned by Cotton Mather in 1706. And he taught Cotton Mather how to vaccinate people. He was, Cotton Mather was a preacher. And there was a doctor that was there. They both of them got recognition for it. He never got even mentioned. But Onesimus saved tens of thousands of lives in Boston before the American Revolution, Mm -hmm. before the Boston Tea Party. Boston would have been transformed. And we wouldn't even maybe even had this country if Onesimus hadn't done that. So the science goes back to our roots, the Middle East. It goes back to Africa. And that is where the origin of this science came from. As a vaccine. The concept of zero. So this science has followed our tradition, and for us not to believe in it mm-hmm. in these communities is absolutely, you know, it's absurd. This is part of a scientific reason approach to solve a problem for a disease. When you, you know, escalate it to the level of politicians getting involved, what I personally feel is that people who give medical advice without having a license or the training should be held to the same standard exactly. as someone who was practicing. Yep. And that is the practice, that's the, that's the legal standard yep. that you're held to the level of the, and you should be sued for giving advice if someone dies from this virus mm-hmm. or is, is affected by it negatively, right. that you should be held accountable. I think what Dr. Mason is saying really illustrates at the heart of what COVID-19 speaks to. We have to move as one human race, unified, lockstep, like Dr. Mason is talking about. Because the coronavirus doesn't know what party I am, what state I live in, what I believe, what I don't believe. It doesn't know anything (laughs) about that, right? So it doesn't subscribe to our man-made labels. So if and every time we partition ourselves into those labels, the coronavirus gets a leg up on us. The only way to undo this is to move as one unified people. Mm-hmm. Take the vaccine. Yeah, but that was one thing. Take the vaccine. Take the vaccine. That's the message. That's that's take the, message. the vaccine. Period. But Period. There's one End thing I do story. want to say is that the governor right now for Pritzker has been following the science. He I think says he's, he's done a on good the job. TV. He's done an incredible job. He because has. He's listening. Do the right thing based on the right information at the right time. Take the vaccine. Take, take the, the vaccine. vaccine. Take, that. take the vaccine. Take the vaccine. Take the vaccine. That's our message today. Great <laughs> conversation with doctors from different disciplines, different viewpoints. I hope this information has helped you. Bottom line, take the vaccine. Thank you. I'm Hermine Hartman with Indigo Studio. Please, everybody, get the vaccine. Don't do this to yourself. It made a terrible mistake. Take my vaccine. It's good health. Help yourself. Do it.